basically one of the main reasons we were moving off of sketch was like versioning sharing uh and collaboration oh yeah um and and prototyping as well not having to use a, another service for prototyping mm-hmm. um and it solved all of those things very nicely um and yeah i actually i'm i'm a big believer it's like probably one of my favorite pieces of software i use actually oh yeah 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 By it's far. like consistently good very i don't know it's just it's 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 an enjoyable experience overall like from a creation perspective Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those tools that I feel like I take advantage of 85 to 90% of everything the tool has to offer. Whereas something mm-hmm. like Photoshop or Illustrator, I'm like, maybe I'm like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I have to say my only complaints about Figma are its offline support is kind of weak. Um, it's not the best. Um, and I wish the clients, the native quote unquote clients for Windows and Mac OS were not Electron apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they were native mostly because it'd be more efficient with like memory and maybe even yeah. the GPU because it, it, it doesn't touch my CPU, but it slams, slams my GPU hundred percent. I tried working um, at a bar yesterday, and I went from your battery just goes down zero by like really quickly. Seconds. Yeah, it's crazy that. And if you're running um, Teams, another Electron app, they just like totally zap, just like absolutely kill your battery life. Um, oh yeah, that's actually why I, that was another reason why I was trying Teams in a uh, Edge or mm-hmm. Chromium. Yeah. Um, uh, it was it was better. It was better in a lot of ways. It was worse in others, like video quality. We were talking about it's a it's a um, win some lose some kind of a situation. Yeah, I I'm torn between the two at this point. It actually had better performance. It performs really? better in the browser, like loading chats and files and so switching between maybe you do tabs. You, you can use. Why not use it both, right? So use the well, the web version for defeats, chats and then the other one for the purpose. <laughs> I know, but but por qué no take the best of both worlds? There's yeah, my but the, for you. Like the main driver was to decrease my memory and processor usage. Um, and having yeah. t- two instances open doesn't does exactly solve that. that. Yes. Yes, that is a yeah. good point. Yeah, I I actually don't. If I oddly enough, if I was gonna upgrade this computer, mm-hmm. I think I would. I could probably get away with sixteen gigs of RAM again. I I would definitely go to thirty two, but like I'm not hurting oh, yeah. sixteen gigs of RAM, and even my GPU like, it gets slammed, but it it doesn't really impact performance that much. I rarely run into performance issues with Figma. Um, sometimes I have it on. Um, like I've gotten weird visual artifacts and like glitches. Oh yeah, like yeah. Trying to move like a re- resize like a really large component, um, which is probably the main thing that I run into. But besides that, I can't think of any instance. Um, maybe it's dumping things out of memory more, but I don't think that's true either. Because because sometimes do you get that loading? It'll be like loading after you come back to a tab. Oh yeah, yeah, and then it's just kind of like. Skirt, I think it's just no syncing like the do. current version yeah. is all it's doing. 
It's so, a sinking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really need more out of, a, out of a computer right now. I mean, like, besides those two things, but it's, like, not hurting me. Oh, um, see, I always want more out of a computer, so I would get whatever souped-up model I can afford. Oh, well, I would get I would get more RAM. Like, I could totally use more RAM. I could use whatever the new mid-tier GPU is. Probably yeah. I don't need a high-end one. And I can always use more storage. 512 oh, yeah. is not enough. Um, I don't know how you survive on 512. Hurting. Because I'm at one terabyte and that's hurting. Oh, it it's hurting because like, yeah, my old my old laptop was a terabyte and I was like, oh, this is so roomy. My old like, laptop was seven sixty eight or something. No, my old laptop oh, yeah, was five twelve. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. old Mac was five twelve, and then I got this one, and then I went, bumped up to a terabyte, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna have all the space in the world. No, I don't. That's a <laughs> lie. Biggest lie in the world. One ta- I feel like the moment whatever hard drive you get. You within six months, you just run out of space. Oh, I can't hear you now. Listeners, I need to fix this. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, what were we talking about? We're talking about computers, computers. storage, RAM, uh, performance. Oh, oh, no, th- I was. This was what I was going to say. Um, my goal is I do not want to use a single spinning hard drive in my life within the next year. I have one, and it is a four terabyter. The Lacey, like the Porsche Lacey one that I had from like years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, it is thick. It is a thickums sort of a hard drive. And I really, really want to get rid of it. Yeah, I... Yeah, I just I so our main time machine drive is like a four terabyte drive mm. hooked up to Lewis's iMac because that computer is always on and plugged in. Um, and I just hate hearing it spin up all the time when I'm in the bedroom because there's three computers backing up to it, so it spins up like perpetually. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, and it is so slow, and they take forever, and time machines are already slow. So that, and then the PlayStation 4 is, still has a hard drive, yeah. but the new one won't. So Ooh. I'm hype about that. Or at least it's, it's three, they might be using some hybrid system, okay. but they showed like, they showed like a crazy improvement in load times. They must have some other new technologies going, but like when they demoed like a, a few features like a year ago mm-hmm. of like what's to come with the hardware. And they basically took this load screen for one of, like, the flagship games that year. I think it was, like, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they dropped it from, like, like 20 seconds for a load screen to, like, 2 seconds. That's like amazing. It was, it, was, it was a dramatic improvement. So I don't know if they're entirely using... Because they haven't released too much more about uh-huh. it. But um, I think it's going to have, like, a, a pretty sizable SSD. And then maybe a, a spinning disk to offload like the huge game assets on mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know but yeah damn i'm done with hard drives goodbye i don't want to yeah hear i want my you. ssd sale <laughs> give, give me my ssd click click it all yeah no ssds are amazing dude it's been it's crazy to think a little more than a decade ago like uh no like roughly a de- decade ago um when they were like just hitting the market 
and becoming mainstream. Like, I remember getting a hundred and twenty gig one for like two hundred dollars yeah. on sale, and that was like, oh my god! And it was still night and day. I actually have like, a bunch of these. Faster. I have two of the the Samsung T fives. Um, a these guys are okay. They came out with the T sevens. I'm. They look really nice. They seem to be much faster, so I'm very excited about those. These guys are like. 60 bucks for 500 gigs it's amazing i know and they're so they're stupid fast oh yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. Fast. i've got i've got all my uh old job stuff backed up to one and then i have like 300 gigabytes of photoshop files on the other one for my children's book and like and it's just it's two credit cards that's storing like 600 gigs it's amazing let's see I'm thoroughly flabbergasted okay, so the 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 t5 on amazon mm-hmm. For a terabyte is one fifty eight. Oh yeah. And the five hundred gig one is how much are you? How much are you? I got all of mine from uh B and H, so I didn't pay for shipping, which was five hundred gig one is ninety four dollars. It's a little bit more expensive. Oh. Wait. Then what but you I... can get that that open item from Amazon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I got I'm them. all about the open item. I think they were on sale for like an additional twenty dollars off, so I got them for around seventy bucks. Oh, oh, that's re- yeah, that's really nice. Hmm. Oh my god, two terabytes. How much is that? I think they're three hundred. Three twenty nine. T sevens are not too bad either, but they don't come in four terabytes. It's just one or two terabytes. Ah, oh, goddamn! I just want. Uh, what I really need is like a, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, like a Synology, like a yeah. NAS that can just take two, like NVMe drives or normal drives and just shove them in there in parallel. Yep. They're like and two, just, two terabyte drives and run them in a RAID. I don't think oh, SSDs be are so really nice. coming in four terabytes. Like portable, yeah, they are. Like, but portable. Oh, portable? No, exactly. No. Yeah, they could. They totally could. Like the drives themselves are basically portable. Yeah, you could just stick a little bit of extra hardware in there. So a four terabyte, slow or not even slow, like, but a lower end Samsung SSD is four fifty for four terabytes, huh. which isn't bad. These, but these are all internal SSDs. Yeah. Hmm. You can just pop, you could pop one in an enclosure. Oh my god! I found Glyph Technologies. Uh, it's a RAID, four terabyte. Eight hundred and eighty dollars. <gasps> oh god. Yeah, it's still a little too expensive. Yeah. I I would love to get rid of that for Time Machine, but that's not looking like it's going to happen. Sadly, no. Unfortunately. Um, alrighty. Well, <laughs> should we get into the show? I think, I think we can. Sure. Alrighty. Uh, hello. Uh, I'm I'm Microsoft Clippy. Uh, here to here to offer you advice. <laughs> Alex Helfaker. <laughs> And hi, I'm uh, 
I still believe in the Oxford comma has a very important place in our society. PK. It does. It does. I always use the but Oxford comma. But a lot of comma. people don't. I don't know why. You ever? Did you ever hear the the Vampire Weekend song about the Oxford comma? There's a whole song dedicated to the Oxford comma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's singing about. He says like, "Who gives a Who gives a fuck about the Oxford comma?" Um, well, fuck you. That's like part of the hook. God. <laughs> That's what I always think of. And I didn't realize when I was younger and listening to that song what an Oxford comma was. But yes, I, I yeah, they, they're they're. I feel like there's a there's a certain romance to the Oxford comma. And again, I understand I'm taking this way out of context. TLDR, I'm thoroughly dramatic about things. Um, but I feel like there's a very like old timey romantic notion to the Oxford comma and its use in old timey English literature. And I don't know. It just feels very Shakespearean. Which reminds me of Romeo and Juliet, which is just, you know, dramatic things. Yes. Uh, yeah. February. I bl- I'll chalk it up to February and Mercury's in retrograde and February. for somebody. So. February. Feb- it just February. makes sense to me. Like, the the position of it makes sense to me. But I think that's also what I was taught when I was younger. See, so yes. That makes, that makes sense to me. And so does color, but spelling it C-O-L-O-U-R and center being C-E-N-T-R-E. Oh, I do that with center sometimes. But my, I didn't do that with color. I did that with favorite. I Yeah, favorite, F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's fav-r-it. Favorite. And that's how I... Yeah. Yeah, that's how I th- would think of it in my head. That's so funny. Um, would you would you like to tell the people what the yes. show is? Yes, so uh, we pretend we're about grammar, but we're really not, as this intro has now I'm, stated. I'm totally not. No, no, I'm, yeah. no. But um, I'm not a grammar snob. <laughs> <laughs> but we are Red Eye Design. That's right, Red Eye and Design, where we drink coffee and share our thoughts on design products tools that we use ethics and our experiences as we navigate the design industry that is textbook right there clean clean intro i try i do what i can alex great job great job thank you i so with the theme of the show i have three three drinks in front of me are you i have i have water Uh um like this like iced coffee thing that i got um, cause I already made two cups of coffee and I also have a peach Red Bull in front of me. Wow. You um, are a thirsty hoe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's getting cut. We're going to cut nope, that out. We're keeping that. We're absolutely keeping no. it. <laughs> Vetoed. Um, yeah. So, I yeah, it's been that kind of day. I, I gotta stay hydrated. It's like 80 here today. Oh, boo-hoo. It's, it's 32. It's beautiful. <laughs> 32. I don't miss it. I do not miss it. Um. <laughs> Anywho, um, should we jump into our main um, topics? Yeah, so we have two main topics this week. Um, different from what we usually do, we're really not talking about any sort of news. Um, which is good. Yeah, which is good. The news can be exhausting, can be especially sometimes. at this time of year. Yeah, twenty twenty and exhausting. I I realize the news is like my hobby. No, which no, is that's like terrible. I need I need to get a better hobby. Alex, you need yes, get a dog or you have a cat. I just love 
Well, I just love reading about all the new stuff coming out. So and then So I have a I have a there's so I like getting stressed. It's it's very um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Self loathing. Yes. <laughs> so so I I used to be an avid newsreader as well, and I read an article somewhere that said that changed the perspective on it, right? Like if you're gonna spend time reading why would you read something that on a daily basis is going to change when you can pull from historical context or you know pull from history that actually has already done the editing for you with regards to what's important so why not read history mm. a but b how does reading the news and every single minute current event help you develop important approaches to thinking and decision making um Mm -hmm. and he made the case that like you know learning about you know this happened today and that happened yesterday doesn't necessarily give you the tools to make better decisions on a day-to-day basis so you can do a better job in improving the world around you so if you had to choose between perusing your like I, that's not to negate news. I think current events are very important. But does it make sense for you to dedicate three or four hours a day reading news when you could spend maybe 30 minutes covering most of the highlights and then dedicating the other two and a half to three hours actually reading books, history, learning about people mm-hmm. that have actually done have have had a very large impact and history has already filtered out what's important and what's not or mental models, Hmm. or approaches to problem-solving and decision-making. And the other nice thing, too, is you don't get anxious about those (laughs) or hate yourself. I mean, I I can't disagree with anything that you're saying. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, fully aware of that. I I would say uh, the one thing, the two things, I guess the three things that always suck me in, Twitter always sucks me in because I do get like genuinely useful like lessons Mm -hmm. and ideas just because I've, I've really curated who I follow. Um, And I try to like every like couple months, I try to take a moment and like be like, okay, who is not adding value to my feed? Like whether it's like comedy uh, information, like perspective news that like I care about. So that's that one I always come back to. Um, and that is such a suck. Oh, yeah. Like, it just sucks you in. <laughs> um, Reddit gets me, but I I think I could reduce it drastically if I got rid of the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, very drastically. And then the final one is uh, I have, like, an RSS reader. And so uh... really all it pulls in is I don't have it on my Mac anymore because I would be checking out my right. Mac. Like... So it's on my Mac, it's on my phone, and I mainly check, like, um, people who I found in the industry, like, their blogs, like, blog posts. I follow a lot of, like, major tech sites, Mm -hmm. because that's, like, what I'm super into. Same. Um, You and I both. I follow a lot of, like, design design blogs, Um, and then I follow, I think the other category is, like, fashion blogs. Ooh. Um... So, like, that's what I follow. And that one I don't really want to get rid of. I like that one. But the other two, I could definitely reduce my time on them. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, it's just, yeah, it, was just, it was just a perspective. I'm not saying one or the oh, other no, is right I, or wrong. It's, it is a... 
no i think it's right i i should be spending way less time on it um i think i think it just depends on the news you consume right like i think there's there's yeah, a certain well, it's amount also you should and then after a certain point i think for a lot of people especially like and i talked to you about this right like part of the reason mm-hmm. why i don't go into news so aggressively is because i just get worked up about it i get very anxious i sometimes get frustrated oh, yeah. because i feel like i can't mm-hmm. necessarily do too much and then um yeah 100 percent. no i mean what i would say is i don't disagree with the idea at all i'm very aware of it and i think what often gets me is I do it when, like, if my mind goes blank, it, like, goes to those, right? right? Which is, like, a horrible default habit. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's new on, on the news. Twitter. Like, like no other social media, like, do I use like that. I don't have Facebook anymore. Instagram, I check my browser. And I actually check Twitter more on my computer, even though I don't have the app installed, than I do on my phone. And I also don't have the app installed there but I check it way more on my computer and I use Reddit almost entirely on my phone, which huh. is funny. Like you kind of flipped it. Um, yeah. Mostly cause the Reddit website is trash and the app that I use is like actually pretty fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's totally inverse mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know it. There you go. That's a, that's a hot take, probably a longer term goal. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Um, but that, I mean, that that's definitely a goal, and that affects goals, like, coming up with goals for this year and, like, longer term. Mm-hmm. And that's what we kind of wanted to talk about today uh, as our main topic. Look at you. Solid transition. Damn. You just slid into that one. Uh, I'm getting so good at it. I hate it. you. Um, You're taking my job. <laughs> so um, this is kind of something we, we talked about a little bit around New Year's. Mm-hmm was kind of goals for the year. Um, and then at work right now, we're, we're also doing like personal goals for our career within the next year. Mm-hmm. So thinking more about um, short-term and long-term goals, like short-term being like- Within three the months. Next, like week or two. Yeah, like pretty couple weeks, max three months. And then long-term is like, okay, it may take like the year yeah. or it may take like nine months or 10 months. Um, and so thinking about those and the approaches of like how we came up with our goals mm-hmm. um, or how we're approaching it will be. Yeah. How we're approaching it. Cause I think we're approaching it a bit differently. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Do you, do you want to share your method first? Uh, yeah. I will, sh- I will uh, enlighten the method to my madness or the madness to my methods. Um, so, just put into context, one of the things, the framework that we're using for work is something called the, the SMART Helper. Um, so it's an, essentially an acronym that stands for S being specific, M is measurable, A assignable, R realistic, T time related. So um, making sure that our goals are actually something that are actionable and we can execute on as opposed to, um, hey, I want to be like a good example is like, I want to work out. That's a good goal now how do you turn that into actionable steps um and that's usually what separates successful goals versus goals that just kind of wither away in about two weeks so the approach that i was taking with regards to goal creation was um essentially projecting out 
to how, where I kind of see myself when I'm 40 or 50 year old, 50 or even 60 years old, right? What is it that I want to be doing? What, where do I want to be in my career? What, um, if people were to know of me, what would they like to know about me? And then I kind of figure that out. Mm. And then I say, all right, between now and 30 years from now, what's my knowledge gap? Where do I not have the tools or resources or knowledge to get to that point currently? And I kind of start to figure out what are the things that I need to be doing to try and fill in some of those knowledge gaps, um, get some of that information that I need to know, what are the experiences that I need to make sure I'm starting to have so that I can actually get closer to those goals, um, and then essentially reverse engineer out what should my goals be currently, both within you know three to six months. The three to six months mm-hmm. is actually much harder for me, um, but this works better for those long-term goals um, that are so, more a year to two years out. So I have a question. When you were coming up with the goals, were you thinking, oh, I need to come up with a set of like three to six month goals and then come up with a set of like goals that take up more than that? Like, were you separating them out or were you just making a list? Um, kind of assigning from there. I, I guess I wasn't really necessarily doing either. It was more like, all right, uh, okay. So to be, to be, uh, my goal, like when I see myself in 40, 50 or 60 years old, it would be really nice to have ownership over a company or a studio or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Like have my own thing that I own and create. So, I know that for that, I need to be able to build out some sort of product, right? Whether that's a software product, a hardware product, I need to have some hand in product development and actually executing on a product. So Mm -hmm. if I backtrack that now to today, what are the opportunities that I have? And there are some technologies that our company uses and there's new stuff that Microsoft puts out that we could definitely explore. And if I'm able to do some exploration into that, especially from a UX perspective, and start to do some sort of product framework development, um, that brings me closer to that goal of owning a studio. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, what, what do I need to do to do that? All right, so I want to use a very specific technology. Cool. Um, and then breaking down those tasks of, all right, I need to know this before I can do this, before I can do this, before I can do this, and it quickly turned into a, you know, a long-term goal that way. The micro goals okay. there are definitely short-term goals, like definitely things I can achieve within three months. So I guess it could probably be one of those things that the short-term goals kind of lead into the longer-term goals um, and breaking them down that way. So I still feel like I'm making progress and moving things along um, without getting discouraged. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we took very different approaches. Yeah, so, this is interesting. So that, was, so that was my current approach. But um, And then I messaged you earlier today, and I was like, I like this is taking a lot of time and energy for me to think because – um obviously oh, yeah, I'm, I'm you can an get real deep into it oh yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and then this also kind of plays into the whole like you know there's the whole social element of like friends and everything like it's great to be super ambitious right now but i don't at what cost um mm-hmm. so i i kind of want to turn it to you at this point to hear how you do it because you always seem to come up with really good goals and like mile markers for yourself so I'd be very curious to hear how you do this. 
All right. So I I guess I would describe my working style in general is I like to go in and out uh-huh. a lot, but like I like to do like the Pomodoro, but like modified and not really strict. Uh-huh. It's just like a self-maintained Pomodoro. Um, hence why I go on like Twitter for like two minutes <laughs> and then go back to work for like 15 yeah. and then go on Twitter for two minutes again. Um, I don't know why. It's it just not works. necessarily always optimal, but it, it works well for me. Um, and so I always like to like get things out and then just like sit on them for like a day or like a couple, like I do it in the morning and I revisit in the afternoon or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I have like my first draft in front of me. They're like pretty messy. Um, but more or less what I did this morning is I, I don't know where I want to be when I'm 50 years old, to be honest. I have, I have like a rough idea in like the next 10 to 15 years. I mean, I would like, I'd love to work at Apple within the next decade. Mm-hmm. That'd be like dream come true. Such a major, like, yeah. life. We'd have to end um, the podcast. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um who knows by then what their policies will be but um yeah and then like i i want to travel more i'd love to own a home Mm -hmm. um that's like actually like become a way bigger goal really because i want to i want to customize stuff that's the thing like you can't customize anything in an apartment and i want to customize now that you guys are actually in la like it makes sense for you guys to get more of a permanent place yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll be in LA. I right now I think it'll be in California, but not necessarily LA. Okay. I haven't been anywhere else in California. Um and I really want to like go explore all like all the cities, go see the national parks, like the whole gamut. Um so I don't know where we'll end up there, but yeah, and then I I want to travel and I be a little bit more in nature, but like still accessible to things. Right. That's like ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking more in that context. And when I was thinking about like within the next year, I was like, okay, if I'm like operating, I like my best self, which really get there. <laughs> um, but if I'm operating or like, if I'm visualizing my best self, uh-huh. where, like, what is my best self doing this year? Um, that I'd be like, oh, that's like kick-ass, like good job. 2020 was a much um, better year than any before. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I feel like I got there last year, you know, in like a few ways. Um, I mean, even the year before, like graduating school, get, moving, getting a job, like, oh yeah, all like pretty big, lots of big milestones. So this year, I'm like in a couple ways i want to like slow down a little smell bit. the roses a little like same yeah like i want to get more into things like because i can now it's like a bit more stable like i said we're we like moved here we're not like moving across mm-hmm. the country anytime soon like i may move like locally two miles yeah. away but like yeah not like <laughs> packing up and like shifting everything um so so yeah when i was coming up with those that's like kind of how what I was doing, I was like, okay, like, what would I be proud of myself doing a year from now? That's actually a and good way to look and at And then it I kind of did, like, I just did, like, word vomit. Like, I didn't, I tried not to limit myself on it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they were redundant, um, which my brain is like, that's redundant. Why are you writing that again? <laughs> I'm like, just writing Fuck it anyway. Fuck you, yes. Um, 
yeah, just because maybe the words are a little bit different there, I can combine them together um, and make something that's a bit more impactful mm -hmm. or a better goal. Um, and so I just, yeah, I just jotted a bunch of stuff down. Um, a lot of them are like, uh, like personal things, like just improving how I work with people, how I communicate. Um, I'd like to start like publicly sharing more work, mm -hmm. um, which is something I don't do a ton of. Yeah. Neither of us um, really do that. And I really want like our current project, Bento, I want it to be like kick ass. I want to, I want to find ways to measure its impact. I know it'll have an impact, but I, I was trying to think of metrics that in ways that we could do that. Um, there were a couple metrics based one and I'm not a huge metrics person. Um, but unfortunately we kind of have to be. Yeah. I, I appreciate metrics. I take them all with like a grain of salt, yeah. which I think is a wise thing to do because so many articles and stories about people like hell, the economy and the stock market, the stock market performance does not equate to the health of the economy. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's also, not, neither of them are predictable. Yeah, and it's it's treated as like synonymous, right? right? Not a good metric um, to describe the health of the economy. So, so yeah, I focusing on yeah communication, like interpersonal relations at work, um, sharing more work, um, and like being proud of that work, mm -hmm. even if I'm like, oh, this sucks, right? Terrible. Why am I sharing this? Um, and yeah, and being able to quantify things a bit more mm -hmm. um i think i'm pretty good at qualitative stuff but not as good as quantitative so that's those are like the big three themes i would say um and i need to go to like some design meetups here or like stuff here yeah reconnect with the design community more. yeah well yeah just like have yeah find a way to network meet new people um because i'm I'm here in my apartment all day, every, every day. day, every day, and it's beautiful out. And I don't have a car, so I just walk around the neighborhood and look at the trees. Like a hoodlum, <laughs> like a hoodlum. Like a, yes, like a total hoodlum. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that was kind of my approach, and I I found the smart the smart framework was. It's going to give these all structure, yeah. right? So I I kind of ignored that framework to start. Um, uh, just to get the ideas out fair and cause I didn't want to be constrained cause like I figured I could take anything and fit it into it. Right. Cause it, it's really just taking an idea and putting it, turning into an actionable thing, really putting yeah metrics, metrics to it. Yeah. On it. Like, yeah. Um, I do this every single so time. So I try not to be, try not to be hindered by that. Um, yeah, that's, that's the approach I took. Uh, very different approaches. It like is. Very I am going to start using yours. Because <laughs> I don't know. I I appreciate that you have like a or you know where you want to be when like you're 50. Like that's hard. Like a lot of people don't know that. Well, so, or don't have a good idea of that. Well, so so I know in my like deepest heart of hearts, like yes, that is my goal today to be there. That's that's not going to be my goal in the next three to five years because so many things are going to change in the next three to oh, five years. Course. So 
Of course, you can't know. You can't know, of yeah. course, but like the fact that you at least have a sense of your direction, right? Is really valuable. Yeah. Because like a lot of people don't have a good sense of like where they're going. And it can be hard and scary mm-hmm. like to find what your direction is. So no, I, I appreciate that. Um even if it's even if it's up to change, yeah. right? Um you're still heading on a general path. Right. Right? There's <clears throat> there's variance in the path. It's like when they show um like hurricanes and the yeah. paths that they could take. Right? But, but there's a the general um, direction that you know, okay, it's going yeah. to hit land in this area. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, which I think is good enough, honestly. Yeah. You can't really know more than that. Um, so it's hurricane goalkeeping. And if you do, it, I feel like it's just stressful and like, ugh, that, yeah, that doesn't no. sound like a great idea to me. I don't know. Me personally. No, I agree. But no, I, I definitely, I think there's a certain value to not jumping into the smart framework right away, but just kind of like thinking this time next year, if I were to look back, what are the things I'd be proud of? And like travel is absolutely one of those things I want to do. Like I have never taken a vacation by myself, like without my parents' involvement. I don't like going places by myself. I don't, I don't mean me going alone, but I've never done a vacation oh, oh, oh. with friends I, and not had my parents be involved in somehow like i've never yes i agree yeah 100 percent. i i've only i've gone places with lewis but like which i mean not like some crazy destinations we came out here twice right and both of those reasons like one was school related one was because we were moving here yeah. and we needed to find an apartment so they weren't like fun vacations, exactly yeah like, vacations crazy so yeah, no, I agree. I, I really want to go places. I want to go to Asia. I want to go to... We can't visit Phil right uh, now. We're going to have to wait until next year. Oh, I know. Sadly. Poor Philip. Um, but, like, I'm seriously considering... I know we had, like... I joked about it, but, like, taking that Friday, Tuesday off around Memorial Day and just making it a five-day weekend. Oh, totally. I mean, that's what everyone does. It was so funny when I was interning... In New York, I had no concept. Like, I knew of all these holidays, but I had no concept of, like... Everybody actually takes time off and, like, takes advantage yeah, of holidays like to take additional like days off. Place. Yeah, because I was... I think I was just so used to them being scheduled off for me. Right. From, like, in high school and stuff like that. So when... And my, my dad drove us to school. So, like, if we, we weren't going to school, like... Cool, he yeah. Knew, he told us ahead of time. So, so, yeah, when I got there, I was like, oh... People like schedule this in advance. Yeah, like, people actually take <laughs> breaks and then spend money to go do nothing. Yeah, no, it was it was like a weird thing. I think like that happened to me a couple times. I I took off on July fourth, like last minute, only because I remembered like a week out. Yeah, and you're and like, my boss what? was like, yeah, you should probably take some days off. <laughs> By the way, yeah, he was like, "By the way, no one will be there. Take some days <laughs> off." <laughs> So you don't have to come in and actually not take a train at four in the morning. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's. Uh, let's follow up on this. I'd be curious to hear what what goals we kind of come up with, um, and maybe not. We don't have to yeah. share all of them, but like you know, one or two, and the um, finalized versions. Yeah. yeah, I'll be willing to share like some. One design and one personal. Yeah. Oh, my personal ones are a little bit separate from this. Yeah. But were you combining personal ones? Like I was I, thinking like 
personal, but still in the career area. Impactful of my career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's Um, what I meant. Not like, um, I hope to continuously work out. Like, that has nothing to do with my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do that regardless. Okay. I'm just making sure. Um, All right. Cool. So. Shall we rewind time and go back to the future? So. You sent me, well, we both got this newsletter. What is it called? From uh, Why Things Work. Yeah, Why Things Work. Um, is that it? I actually, I don't know. I just made that up. I Oh, I think it's How Things Work. And I know his name is Trevor. Yeah. Uh, Trevor McKendrick? Um, yeah, How It Actually Works archives. Yes. How It Actually Works. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So it's a newsletter. And he basically sends out. I really like, like his articles. Three to four articles every um, Monday morning. Yeah, every Monday morning, and they aren't always by him. Sometimes he'll write longer pieces in there, um, but they're usually linking out and commenting to someone else's article, and kind of providing some perspective or just like his input. Um, and so he shared this article by uh, Peter. Thiel, yeah, Peter Thiel. Said, so right? it was actually his review of a book called The Decadent Society, mm-hmm. which is coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, The Decadent Society, How We Became the Victims of Our Own Success by Ross Duthot. Um, <laughs> Duthot. Do, well, it's D-O-U-T-H-A-T. Duthat? Duthat? Duthat. It sounds French to me. Duthat. Uh, okay well whatever um any sorry we butchered that name i apologize the the book is basically to high level cliff notes the article summed up is in the book based on this article so a summary of a summary um is more or less talking about how when we entered into the jet age into the 60s um it was really aspirational right Mm -hmm. and in the example they provide they say the Boeing 707 airliner uh, came out in 1958 um, and it could go 977 kilometers per hour um, when flying. So it, it really enabled for the first time economical transcontinental flights um, yep. around the world. And they compare it to today's plane, the 737 MAX, which is notorious. I don't think it was a great example, to be honest, because it has so many other issues. I think it was just but, the latest plane, like the newest, latest, and greatest yeah, thing to it's, come out it's of Boeing. Boeing's newest plane, and probably the maybe the most equivalent newest version. But anyway, and it, it says, okay, the cruising speed for that one is 839 kilometers per hour, which is nothing. Um, but they more talk about how we've entered into this age of they call it decadence um Mm -hmm. or the author ross dusa uh (laughs) calls it decadence um and by decadence he really means like we have just become like jaded and a bit complacent because things are like pretty decent Mm -hmm. and so things have slowed down because they're good enough right now on some level um and they kind of, the one thing I don't totally buy about this article is they kind of skip over, like, the internet. Um, yeah. And technology, which I would argue is not stagnant. It's getting a little more stagnant at the moment, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, like especially with like mobile phone design, like we've really reached a point. Like next next kind of tipping point will probably be like some sort of AR. Yeah. Um, but I would expect that to be a slower adoption because that's going to be something that people have to. That's going to be a societal time. shift. Yeah, that's going to be like a big societal shift. It'll probably take as long as the iPhone um, or smartphone dominance did, but it it might even take longer just because there's a lot to overcome socially. Oh, yeah. But so more or less, they're saying we need something new to, to get behind. They talk about like the space race in the 60s um, and entering the jet age, right? Like you can travel anywhere in the world like for like next that much month, money. Yeah. Yeah, relative to what it was before, right? Uh-huh. Taking like a boat um, or paying for like a more expensive plane. I'm sure they had planes that could do that, but right. they weren't commercial. Um, and so we need something new to rally behind. And a couple of the examples they provide are like nuclear or clean energy. Um, and what was what was one of the other ones that they provide? Do you remember? Uh, well, they talked about like... Um... It was like the New Deal. They touch on like Star Wars and like how films are essentially just remakes of remakes of remakes and how we're not really changing anything mm-hmm. or doing anything new. Um, so I kind of see where he's coming from on this. I think you're right. He kind of negates the massive influence that is the internet. Um, granted, I think Peter Thiel is a little different in that he really leveraged the internet. to. That's how he made his money. So mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. There's that, but I think on a on a larger scale level, you know, ignore putting aside the fact that he's saying like, all right, the next big thing is space. Sure, the next big thing can be space. There's still a lot of work that we need to do here, and I think um, there is. Well, I I don't think by saying space is a goal, they're negating goals on Earth. Right. I think I think the the point is that it's this lo- this lofty but re- still realistic mm-hmm. goal to to make um, that people can rally behind and get inspired by. Um, and I think actually this article is interesting in its timing because it feels a bit like that's happening now with people being more and more concerned and aware of like climate change, right? Um, but we're still not rallying that's like, behind it. People, people are rallying behind it that like you have major popularity with like the Green New Deal, like you have Greta Thunberg um, going around and like basically speaking down to these world leaders um, and she's gaining a ton of prominence, especially in Europe. Um, and she's going to like all sorts of speaking events like with diplomats, world leaders, like it's it's definitely coming more and more in the same way like it, it's a snowball effect, right? Like in the same way, like um, LGBT rights in the country have been snowballing, uh, like more and more. And then, like really, the big snowball was um, the Supreme Court making its decision and striking down DOMA. Um, it's it's something to rally behind. It's and it's I think we can rally behind it. It's big enough that it affects everyone. Mm-hmm. It is a global it is a global enemy, um, which we don't really have. Very often, I would say, funny enough, like, like what what unites the world besides money? Um, right. So, okay, and I think we're we might be shifting a little into political stuff here, but like, I think I think yes, you're absolutely right. I think 
having the common unifying element is incredibly important. And you had that with the space race. Mm-hmm. You had that with the jet age. Like people wanted to travel. They rallied behind. Um, they were willing to put up the high investment costs that you need to develop a lot of this tech. And I think because everybody, the only common denominator around everybody right now is money, nobody wants to put in that massive economic cost to try and actually tackle climate change on the level that we actually need it to occur. I'm not negating the work that people are doing and the fact that individual citizens are making a conscious effort to try and do better. But I think Mm -hmm. it hasn't quite snowballed to that effect of the space race where where the U.S. government was like, yes, 3% of our GDP is literally being poured into this. I think we have Mm -hmm. to work our way to get there. And I think maybe he's kind of blanket stating that like we're never going to get there but we we very well could um i don't know we're, i think we're getting i i'm getting sidetracked on this i think okay. yes i think the article just brings to light important things about the fact that a lot of the changes were like you have you, you remember Steve Jobs' like whole gradient curve thing where like innovations occur when you jump to the next curve. You know what I'm talking yes. about? So like you've yes. got curves and eventually the curve flatlines. I think we're reaching that point where the curve is flatlining, and I think we need to essentially make that jump to the next curve. And it's gonna take a lot of effort and it's gonna take a lot of work on individual people. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna require a massive lifestyle change, and I think bringing this back to design, this is kind of our time to really shine where we can take maybe not the knowledge that we have about technology, um, but really take our imagination, our creativity to try and push things and envision what that next curve could be. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. That was, that was perfectly said. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess by talking about like climate change i was saying there that's like one example of something in that i see that has the potential to be extremely unified yes like it seems like it's getting there i don't think it's totally there yet Mm -hmm. i I totally agree um but uh, i had a point and then it totally took your point away the worst um but yeah, other than that, it was just yeah. it was an interesting read. I mean, I I'm not the biggest fan of Peter Thiel. I he's not the he's he's done some interesting stuff in the past. I don't remember what exactly. I just remember reading an article about some of the stuff he I think he donated to he he leans a little more right than he found it. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, I really don't pay him much attention but this article is interesting um and the book seems very interesting as well i would like to read a little bit more of it or like read like a larger excerpt actually Um, oh okay so josh actually there's a there's a thing in the new york times about this and josh longo he was a he was a professor of ours he posted it on his story and said that it was a good read and then i pulled it up on my new york times app and actually started to read some of it and i was like "Ooh, this is an interesting perspective because um, I can kind of see the argument that he was making. That's why, okay, I now understand why I was like, ooh, Alex, we should read this because this is the second time I had seen this person and his mm. book brought up in my okay. life from people okay. that I, you know, trust a little bit more. There, I that's the connection. I feel you. I found the ice cream scoop 
on my Sunday. I feel you. And I th- I do think one another important point that they make is like we've made great strides in like medicine and science, right? Mm-hmm. And like many different fields, but like they're talking about like a greater unifier. Yeah. Like like it's not just in that industry or like the work being done in any one industry. It is like something that affects like multiple major Eight industries within people. the country. Like like things like like even something like healthcare, healthcare again, another one, huge one that affects tons and tons mm-hmm. of industries. Um, basically every industry actually it would have some effect oh on, yeah um because every industry touches health well we're also um, seeing the ramifications of poor health care touching every industry with oh, global yeah. f- manufacturing supply chains being hurt on an international level Mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah 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 um but yeah very thought-provoking um and it got me yeah it got me excited actually mm-hmm. Just like thinking ahead um, and imagining, okay, what could what could that, we like, do? The next unifier be like, yeah, what could be the next like aspirational, seemingly moonshot um, goal that we can actually reach as a society yeah. and as a country um, that we can all kind of put our hearts and souls into? I think and make I think if we need, if we do that, we need to uh, first figure out the scourge that is facebook and social media Mm -hmm. and we need to find some way to manage that i don't know what the answer is there and find the healthy relationship with it it's if i was to sum it up i would say not everyone deserves an equal platform like to have their voice amplified interesting and i don't which raises a lot of like ethical issues Mm -hmm. right um but it's yeah i'll just leave it at that yeah that's it got a little little wee bit political there already oh i i think it's inherently political it is it is i like it's an inherently political topic um it's not a bad thing already i have i have stuff to show <gasps> Ooh, um, wait is this our here and tell or are we are we jumping into this is this is here and tell this is, is it here tell. is it here now here. are you gonna tell it me it's here it's here now tell me alex already tell me all the so i follow this developer um homescan uh he actually so he makes four different apps for HomeKit on ios uh-huh. um he's like He's really awesome. I follow him on Twitter and he shares up like a bunch of progress. His new app is focused specifically on cameras and HomeKit mm-hmm. um, and managing them and kind of providing an interface to get like a better bird's eye view than what the Home app offers. So he just revised like all of his apps basically. Um, and his name is Aaron Pierce. Um, so yeah, he makes four apps. There's, there's HomeCam which gives you an overview of all the cameras and has like an Apple TV app. Um, it's really slick, like really nicely done. Great. Like integration with iOS and HomeKit. Mm-hmm. Um, watch app, everything. And then he has his other app home pass, which is the one that I use that stores all of the, the codes for HomeKit Cause each thing has its own special code. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there's home scan, which is more of like a utility for Bluetooth accessories and making sure that they're in signal range of Bluetooth because mm-hmm. Bluetooth is very short range. And then the final one, which is another really cool one that I've only played around with like a little bit. I'd like to, I'd like to play around with it again. Um, is called Home Run. And really what it does is it creates a, it works, it's mainly designed for Apple Watch and you create a bunch of scenes and you give it a spot on your watch face, a complication spot. Mm-hmm. And you can have it throughout the day cycle to different scenes in that complication spot. So at like 5 a.m., you could like hit the button and the lights could turn on when like you get up. And then at uh, like 3 in the afternoon, you're, you could tap it again and your lights could turn on for the evening, like as the sun's setting and stuff like that. Well, like there's... Yeah, so it's like time dependent um, and dynamic, which is one of the few use cases I've actually seen. Besides like weather, mm-hmm. of like I've never seen like the functionality of a complication change, change yeah. with time, um, which is pretty cool. So yeah, he's he's an awesome developer. Uh, he's like an indie iOS developer. This is all iOS. Uh, I don't think there's anything like this on Android. I don't think um, so either. There's, there are different applications, but not specific like this. Um, but yeah, no, really cool. I love his work. Um, yeah, and I want to share share it with y'all. Yeah, I like it. Um, cool. So I will I will share mine as well. So this, uh, I think, came from like one of the many newsletters I subscribe to. Um, and it's called 100 Ways to Live Better. So I think there was a... Uh, he saw a Twitter challenge to uh, see how to, or like at least, bleh. somebody challenged his followers to brainstorm at least 100 tweets on a topic via live responses. So um, he was kind of like, since I'm not an expert on any one thing, I was just going to tweet about 100 life advices. And so it's just interesting, cool, random things. I think you may have seen it. I may have sent it to you. Um, but... It just you sent this to me, and then I found <clears throat> oh I lost it. I had to restart my computer, and I lost all these tabs I had open. Mm-hmm. But I had a similar thread that also originated from Twitter, and it was like like inconvenient truths, like little inconvenient truths. Oh yeah, yeah. To everyday things mm-hmm. that we kind of lie to ourselves about, and I it was so good, and I lost it. Oh, I didn't favorite it either. So unfortunate. But this, but this was good because it was like um, just little tiny piece of advice that I thought were cool. It was like, should you watch the movie, play that game, read that book? And he had like a ratio of like number of people who rate it five out of five plus the number of people who rate it one out of five and the divide it by the people who rate it three out of five. Um, just like little things like that. Uh, wait, I had a wait where oh, there. Um, yeah. And then uh, for he had like 109 different things. He said 100, but he was like over deliver. That was his like 100th one. Um, and the 69th was nice. Keep making this joke. Happiness built is built upon simple life pleasures. Um, and I thought that was like a really, a really good one. Um, yeah, it was just good little tiny pieces of things to, to just think about. Um, yeah, just interesting read. Highly recommend it. If nothing else, to just get you thinking about things from a different context. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, that's if it's thought provoking, it's really done its purpose. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you have like an answer. Um, yeah, ooh, it was like one of those very, very helpful. Yeah, and he was one of the other ones was like if you um, feel like you're not hanging out with people that much, wake up at 10 a.m. so you have enough energy in the evening to see people. But if you want your alone time, wake up at 5 a.m. so you actually get your alone time, and then are asleep by like nine. Um, if I, w- I was going to say, I'd be like falling asleep, hanging out with people. Exactly. Right. But then, but then at that <laughs> point, like I need a Red Bull, <laughs> please. Like today, someone, anyone. I'm so ready for Friday. If I had a personal assistant, I would just have them hand me Red Bulls. Um, you just get an IV drip at that point. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Unhealthy. <laughs> Can't do that. I wanted a coffee. It's much better out of the can. I wanted a coffee IV drip. <laughs> Just like caffeinated saline. Ooh, that's the title of our podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Done. Caffeinated oh, saline. God. That would be so. That sounds like, you know how, like, there'll be like future kind of dystopian video games and people do like wacky drugs. Uh-huh. That would that's be, gonna be the next one yeah totally something you just get a you get like a bag like, that's like strapped to your hip and you just have this like needle perpetually stuck into a vein on your hand and oh it, you're just God. it's just drip after drip after drip and then you just like squeeze it if you want more oh yeah 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 and you just, I, you, you, oh and you, like there's a zombie attack happening you're like fuck i need to really run so you like grab that bag it's like adrenaline yeah you it's like the in halo they just like chuck it into your chest oh yeah oh yeah no <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god. That's that's very dystopian. Um alrighty. Well this has been oh well this was episode sixteen. Yeah. Um, caffeinated saline. You heard it here ca- first. Actually, you heard it here at the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea, to be honest. It's, I, uh, I, the I fact that we don't think it's a bad idea is kind of scary. Utility. Well, like, I don't know. What if what if I could get water, right? Just plain water, and then it just had caffeine. In it. Yeah, it's called coffee and tea. No, they have they have like there's a lot else happening there. Like I mean, like plain. Like I could not tell if there was caffeine in it. Like just it tastes like water, but it has caffeine. But in I it. feel like then you run into the jewel issue where like you're like, oh, I don't know, there's nicotine in here, and you just kind of like overdose. Mm, i feel you i feel you we could be the jewels of coffee mm. of caffeine oh god that's that's not a great comparison let's not do that <laughs> no we'll botch startup ideas <laughs> yeah uh if anybody else wants to take it and run go for it that's that's uh we we don't even want a commission no free idea <laughs> there you go take it and run <laughs> It probably exists. I guarantee. Oh it yeah, exists. yeah. I'm, I'm sure see. somebody's done it in the medical field. Like they need it I for need, something. I need to look it up right now. But yeah. thank you for listening. Um, as Alex says, his little thing. I will do the outro, and we will follow up after. But uh, yeah, feel free to tweet at us. We've got all of our ways to contact us in the show notes. Um, if you have anything that you'd like us to do better, let us know. Um, always hit us up. We like hearing from you guys, so thank you. And yeah. Catch you on the flip side. There is there is water. Caffeinated water. It's called Water Joe. Water Joe? Name. Water Joe.
it's been featured in Wired, Time, The New York Times, MTV. Well, I Chicago hope it was featured Tribune. in Wired because, you know, it's coffee, water. Wired, get it? Ha. Yeah. Ha. Ha. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Who's drinking Joe? No one's. I. No one should be drinking Joe. Oh my God! This is so. This name is terrible. Who's drinking Joe? One of them is Office Junkies. <laughs> that not... that just sounds Office Junkies drinking Joe. That sounds very X-rated. Yeah, this is. They're selling it as like a a workout, uh, like fast moving businessman kind of drink so partner with soylent oh my god soylent has caffeinated soylent i'm almost positive Uh, i think you're right yeah didn't you get soylent for a while i did i was like a little into it it did it worked (laughs) not necessarily good or bad it just i would i rather eat like Food? avocado toast instead of drink one of those for a meal yeah yeah or like uh, you have taste buds for a reason it was like it was more like i think they're great for like on the go snacks mm-hmm. right because it's like resealable it's not messy and it's like a, a smoothie in some ways but yeah this sort of was mm, meh not the greatest i wouldn't recommend it 